Good morning, church. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, wasn't worship great today? It was amazing. It was amazing to spend time in the presence of God, worshiping together as 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 believers. Um, so this past Sunday we started a new series. Who's your plus one? Started it last week, and I'm I'm really excited for it. I'm excited for the journey that we're on as a church. Um, if if you've noticed. Um, the, the past few, actually from, from last year, we've been being equipped to go really go out into the community. The Bible says in Ephesians 4 um, that he gave prophets, he gave pastors, he gave teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. We're being equipped not to just say, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm, I'm going to heaven, it's sharp, but to go out there. We, we did the pilgrim series where, where we have to turn the valley back into a place of springs, um, Pastor Gray came and shared on a rise and shine how we have to go out and shine for our light has come. And even today, when we, I mean last week when we started this new series, Who's Your Plus One? It's really speaking into us going there and, and, and really inviting people, getting this plus one. Amen. So it's exciting. It's an exciting series that we've started. I'm excited and I hope you guys are excited uh, for this series. Um, so last week, we'll just start with, a, with a, a quick recap. For those who are not here, last week we Craig started off the series with... Um, Who's your plus one, and is God real enough to tell others? Um, we, we looked at Andrew. Remember when, when Jesus called Andrew? Andrew ran and told his brother Simon and said, come, come and see this, this, this guy. And same with, with Philip. When, when Jesus met Philip, he went and told Nathaniel. So that was the first thing we looked at, and having that sense of, I know Jesus, I know what Jesus has done for me. But am I running out to tell people that, man, come and see this man who transformed my life? And Craig really emphasized of how we have a testimony say, I, I was here, I used to do this, but Jesus came, and now I'm here. And that's the sense which we're running with with this series. Um, we also looked at, is God real? So we looked at the, at the evidence of God. If you could go to the, the next slide. The evidence of God, um, the, or, the, the universe had to have an, an, an origin. Um, nothing can create all this. Everything came from something, so there was a cause for the universe to be here. Um, there's, a, there's a saying um, by a, a preacher I listened to. He's called Dr. Frank Turek. Interesting thing he says. He says, just as a painting shows the evidence for a painter, so does creation show evidence of a creator. I think that's a beautiful statement. Um, the evidence of God is, is it's overwhelming. The Bible says in, in Romans 1.20, he says it's made it, he's made it clear to them. He's made it plain to them. We see creation, we see the stars, we see the, the sky, we see us, the complexity of the human being, the DNA. There's clearly, surely, there has to be a creator. Amen. Um, speaking on the human complexity, just DNA, even the scriptures say, like in the book of Psalms, uh, how the psalmist says, um, you knit me together in my mother's womb. It's, it's we're, we're an artwork. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 that we are his, his workmanship. Clearly, there is a creator. Amen. And the Lord pursues us. That's another thing we, we touched on last week, that every single human being is pursued by God. And that's why we hear these stories of these people who are encountering Jesus. Even just the, the normal atheist or agnostic has in the back of his mind that, man, where am I going? You know, he has that, that, that feeling, that, that thought. The Lord pursues us. So today, carrying on from, from last week, we're asking a question, can I believe in God? So last week we looked at the evidence for God. 
we came to know, yes, there is a creator. But now, can I believe in God? Can I believe in the Lord God? In the book of Joshua, Joshua says, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Because many people out there believe there is a creator. Some will refer to him as Mother Nature. For others, it's the universe. For others, it's Allah. But can I believe in the one true God, Yahweh, the Lord God? And it's amazing how, um, even with worship today, as we're worshiping, that the whole thread, the whole theme was just on the holiness of God, the, 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 the Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Spirit. Can I believe in God? Now that we, we know the evidence from last week, but can I believe in the Lord God? The Bible says in Romans 1.21, it says, Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. We know there's a creator. We know there has to be a, a, some higher kind of, of being, but do I believe in the Lord God as that, that, that creator? So to answer this, we're going to ask ourselves three questions. First question, can I believe in the Lord God, Yahweh? Second question, can I believe in what he says about me? Because clearly he has spoken something about us. And thirdly, do I believe in God enough to tell others about him? Where we move from a place of, I know God, but I'm going out to invite. Remember Craig challenged us last week. He said, serve one, invite one, disciple one. So let's look at the first question. Can I believe in the Lord God? Why should I believe in him? Why should we believe in God? There can only be one truth of one true God, and there's so many competing truths in this world. If we look at um, the monotheism religion, that's like Christianity, Islam, where we believe in one God. There's still people who believe in God, the people who believe in Allah, but God and Allah are not the same. We look at the... People who believe in many gods, the Hindu, believe in over 300 gods. But who is the one true God? Can I believe in him? So we're going to make a case today for our one true God. One thing that separates our God from the rest of the gods is our God exists in triunity. That's the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We sang that today when we were singing how great is our God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the amazing thing with the Bible is it, 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 it explains the Trinity in creation. According to the Bible, the Trinity of God has ex- expressed his power and glory through creation. Just from the first verse in the, in the Bible, Genesis 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the earth, over, over the face of the water. So we already see God mentions the spirit. You go to John, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and that word that was spoken was, is Jesus, and that's how all things came into being. So already from the first verse in the Bible, it already brings in the point of the Trinity throughout creation. Amen. The Bible says in Colossians 1.15, Talking about Jesus, he says he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created. For by Jesus all things were created. So again we are seeing this common thread of the Trinity being 
involved in the creating of this universe. The Bible clearly shows the Trinity as part of creation. And one thing that has happened is, is the Lord God has revealed himself through Jesus Christ. The Bible says in, in the book of Hebrews that God at various times and in various ways spoke in the past through the prophets, but now he has revealed himself to Jesus, through Jesus. So to answer this question, can I believe in God? I want us to focus on Jesus because it's through Jesus that God has revealed himself to us today. So to answer this question, can I believe in God? We should answer by saying, was there a man named Jesus? Did he truly walk on this earth? If he truly walked on this earth, did he die? And if he died, did he resurrect? Because that's what separates him from all men. If we do have evidence for Jesus, his life, his, his ministry, his resurrection, clearly our one true God is the true God. So we'll be focusing on Jesus this morning. The historical evidence for Jesus, I think that's one thing that clearly um, silences all other voices. Interesting, there are over 30 sources written by about 25 authors about Jesus, the historical evidence of Jesus. Written by not only Christians, but Jewish, um, even atheists. Atheist scholars have done research on Jesus. And I've come to this conclusion that indeed there was a man named Jesus who lived in the first century who walked on this earth and who was crucified by Pontius Pilate. Joseph was a first century Jewish historian and in his book called Antiquities of the Jews, he mentions a man named Jesus who was crucified under Pontius Pilate. More evidence we have is, is, is this Roman historian and senator who also wrote and, and did mention of Jesus' existence and his life here on earth. So the evidence for Jesus is just overwhelming. We know that there is a man named Jesus who in fact did walk this earth and who was crucified under Pontius Pilate. The famous Roman emperor is Tiberius Caesar, but it's so interesting that we have more evidence for Jesus' existence than we do for Tiberius Caesar. There are only about 10 sources for the existence of Tiberius Caesar. We have 30 sources of Jesus, but it's so interesting how the argument, people would rather believe Caesar existed than Jesus existed. How interesting is that? I found that quite interesting when I was reading up on this. There's a man named Michael Grant. He's an English historian, and he was awarded the CBE, um, which just stands for the most excellent order in the British Empire. He says this, we can know more, we can no more reject Jesus' existence than we can reject the existence of mass pagan people whose reality as historical figures is never questioned. So the existence for Jesus is overwhelming. He, in fact, did live this earth. He, in fact, did walk among us, and he, in fact, did die by crucifixion. But with that evidence, so what? Okay, Jesus lived, Jesus died, but we want to say Jesus himself is God. So the question we need to answer, we need to ask ourselves is, did he in fact rise from the dead? Because if there was a man named Jesus who walked among us, who rose from the dead, then our God is the one true God. Then yes, I can believe in God. Let's turn to the Bible. The Bible in 1 Corinthians 15. So Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, and he says this. 
Well, I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And he was buried, and he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. And that he was seen by Cephas, that's Peter, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once. What a large witness Jesus had for his resurrection. 500 brethren at once. Remember the Bible is, 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 the Bible is basically a collection of historical events written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. Many people try to dismiss the Bible when you mention it, but it's, it's literally just a collection of historical events written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. That's why when, when Paul writes here and he says that he was seen by, by, by Peter, then he was seen by 500, and he says some of them remained present to this day. At the time he was writing, there were still people present at that time who had seen Jesus. Then he says after that he was seen by James and then all the other apostles. Last of all, he was seen by me also. So, the historians actually do claim and say that the disciples, that there were a group of men who truly believed that Jesus rose from the dead, that they were willing to put their life on the line. And they, in fact, did. Not only was he seen by the twelve, he was seen by James. I, I love that he mentions James because remember, James, the, the half-brother of Jesus, when doing Jesus' ministry, he was not really a, a believer. You remember even when, when Jesus mentioned this verse and he says, who is my mother, who is my brother? It's because Jesus' family was not truly believing that he is the, the Messiah. But the Bible says James saw him, and we know James later on goes to lead the church in Jerusalem. And even he writes the book of James. So even a man who did not believe in Jesus during his existence sees the resurrected Jesus. Paul the apostle, a man who was an enemy of, 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 of the faith, says he saw Jesus and this man went all the way until death putting his life for this Jesus who was resurrected. So from the Bible I can truly believe that yes Jesus actually did rise from the dead. In fact Jesus did walk among us and Jesus did um, do work out his ministry here on earth healing the sick and he did rise from the dead. So can I believe in God? Yes I can. Can I believe in his existence? Yes, I can. Why? Because Jesus, because the Lord has revealed himself through Jesus, as the Bible says in Hebrews, and Jesus has walked among men. The historical evidence is very, very plain that Jesus did walk among men, he did die on the cross, and he did rise from the dead. So can we believe in the Lord God? I truly, I truly say yes, we can believe in the Lord God. Amen. But then moving from that, can I believe in what he says about me? I think to answer that, we need to first know, what does Jesus say about me? What does he say about you? The Bible says that we are joint heirs with Christ. That means we share an inheritance with God as his children by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. One of the most famous scriptures we read, John 3.16. I'm pretty sure if I bring a child from the kids' church, he can just... Put the whole thing. For God so loved the world, gave his only begotten son, who believed in him shall not perish and have everlasting life. Do you grab onto that? Do you truly believe that? That when I leave this earth, I'm going to inherit everlasting life. Do you truly believe that? But that's what he says about us. 
But can I believe in what he says about us? Can I believe that I'm, I'm an heir with Christ, I'm a joint heir with Christ? And do I believe that I will partake of the resurrection when the trumpet sounds? Do I believe that I will be caught up with the saints? Do you truly believe that? Because it's what he says about us. There's a beautiful portion of scripture written in the book of Hebrews. We put that slide, Hebrews chapter 6. It says, when God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself. I think someone touched on this last week during communion, how um, God literally put the whole burden on himself when he made the promise to Abraham. So he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves, and an oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Next slide, please. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs, that's us. He wanted to make it very clear. What did he do? Of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things, that's his promise and his oath, two unchangeable things. Can I believe what God says about me? Yes, I can. Because by two unchangeable things, his promise and his oath, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may greatly be encouraged. That's a powerful scripture. That through his unchangeable things that can never change, his promise and his oath, Can I believe in what God says about me? Yes, I can. Because God is not a man that he should lie. And on top of his promise, he made an oath saying that you are a joint heir with Christ. And you partake of eternity with him. He goes on to say, oh, could you go to the, yes, yes. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It sits, it's, it's an anchor in our soul. It's firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Jesus Christ, that's the hope of us, the hope of our salvation. Where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf and he has become the high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So can I believe what God says about me? Yes, I can. Because he, not only did he make a promise, he added a, an oath on top of that. That, us, that. that it may be that our hope will be an anchor in our soul that Every day I will go walking and knowing that, yes, I'm a joint heir with Christ. Yes, I am a child of God. Why? Because it sits, it sits, it anchors, it holds us down. Didn't the Bible say that in the last days many will be deceived? But if you hold on to that and say, Lord, it's anchored. That I will walk out all my days looking unto Christ as the prize. And I will not be swayed. The Bible says in Hebrews, it, it speaks about deceit and how deceit comes and, and how it, it, it leads to the falling away. And it tells us to encourage ourselves while it is today. And I strongly believe that this series of giving us evidence for God is going to sit as an anchor in our souls to know that I am a child of God. I am an heir, I'm a joint heir with Christ. Nothing that the world will say, nothing that people will put on the media, nothing that people will say will try and will sway me from me knowing that I am, in fact, a joint heir with Christ. It's an anchor to our souls. Can I believe in what he says about me, in his promises for me? Yes, we can believe in what he says about us. Why? Because his promise and his oath. Lastly, 
Do I believe in God enough to tell others about him? Remember, we move from a place of, I do believe in God. I do believe in the Lord God. That was the first question we answered. Through the evidence of Jesus Christ. I do believe in what he says about me. I'm a joint heir, seated with Christ. The Bible says in Ephesians that we're seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. And it's given us the Holy Spirit as a, as, a, as a first guarantee of what is to come. And then next, do I believe in him enough to tell others? And that's what this whole series is about. 